welcome back to another episode of A Recent Study Suggests. We are your hosts, um, Robert. And I'm Sam. And It's your is birthday. Not Well, I guess when this is released, it is. Woo. Right now when we're recording, it's not. But that was information I'd like to keep to myself. What? No, the people need to know that on March 27th, should I reveal the year? I kind of like the mystery of your age. Although we have said our ages before, but sometimes that slips through and not everybody knows. I like that people think you are much younger than you are <laughs> because it's funny. And the reason for it is because of your like inexperience and this like youngness to you mm-hmm. in your personality. Should I say the year? Oh, I'm turning 28. Yes. I had to think about it. 28. It's gotten to that point where I had to think about how old I am. And while we were researching for this episode, we came across a study about how you start to decline in your 30s. Your brain declines in your 30s. Not when you turn 30. Oh, that's right. And then from there on, it's We almost, almost did that one. But we didn't want to bore people and make them feel bad. I just thought it was funny because of what happened to... You slash what you did to me last night. <laughs> it's not a sexy thing. It's not. It sounds like a sex. It sounds like it could be setting up for a sexy thing because it happened at night in our bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were laying down and I was on top of you. <laughs> so it's a, it's the setup for something potentially sexy. And honestly, could have been a little bit of foreplay. Sure, it could have. But it ended with both of us in pain <laughs> you asked me to pop your upper back was that it you wanted me to pop it yeah just yeah. pop my back if you could you wanted me to pop it and, and i should have known better because you can't i can't and here's the thing i wanted to do it well because every time i try to pop your back i throw my whole body into it and nothing happens you have to throw your whole your whole body into it because you're so tiny you're so light that there's not like enough force and pressure to actually pop my back. Yeah, I think I'm like half your size. And you can easily pop my back. You pop my back nearly every day. But I can't do it to you. So this time I was like, okay, you know, we've had a long day. We spent the weekend and you were you were grilling, doing some early birthday celebrating. And so I was trying to help relieve some stress from your back. Mm-hmm. And so you're laying down on our bed and... I plop on top of you and I throw my the palms of my hands into your <laughs> your upper back. But I did that and I have really bad spatial awareness and I guess I missed. No, you got it. You just slipped. Oh, okay. You kept going. Instead of stopping <laughs> at one point, you like kept going. I slid into forward. You, forward into you, but then the rest of my body also projected yeah. forward. It's like you tripped popping my back as you were sitting on top of me. Yeah, but I tripped with my upper body, not my lower. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, we have a headboard on our bed that is cushioned because my neck, like... You ran into the Yeah, my head and neck kind of crunched to one side. Mm -hmm. And my neck has never popped that way before. I pop my neck pretty much daily, but never like that. And... um, we were both laughing 
but also in pain from it. I ended up with like a kink in my neck and mm-hmm. I woke up sore and my head wanted to tilt to one side and it felt tight. So something that started with me wanting to make you better made us both worse in the end. Yeah. Speaking of the neck thing, I feel like I need, I don't know, a cone of shame maybe. I guess maybe a neck brace because I think that my head is always tilted to one direction. Mm. That I, because (laughs) I've mentioned this before on the podcast, I like to watch sciencey videos and chiropractor videos. I've learned through the chiropractor videos that everybody's head tilts a little bit to one side more than the other. I especially can't tell. I don't really look at myself in the mirror because why would I want to look at me? Because you're a cutie. Gross. Oh, But I do see myself a lot on camera because I do another podcast and I have uh, meetings. But the camera isn't leveled. Mm -hmm. So I can't ever tell, wait, am I straight? But in the camera, do I look at an angle or am I at an angle and the camera makes it look like I'm sitting up straight? So I'm always fidgeting around. I'm like, okay. I think I look fine like this, but the camera makes it look like I'm not. And so I don't know if I'm inadvertently uh, tilting my head to compensate for what the camera sees. Maybe all of those podcasts and uh, meetings that you've been doing have been bad for you. And they're what's making you have a slight tilt. Maybe. I also feel like with my shoulders too. Like am I just one shoulder up like a foot higher than the other? Oh my gosh, I used to have that where one shoulder went up higher than the other and I actually had to train myself to stop doing it. <laughs> like I had to forcefully move, I think, my my right shoulder down until it just became normal. Why did you mention me popping your upper back? Because we're talking about birthdays and the other study where you started to climb. Oh, that's right. And now yeah. we just we wake up in pain every day. We, we, oh we haven't gosh. even reached 30. We do have pains. We're close to it. But I like to think that 30. Do you think we're prematurely aging? Yes. (laughs) But no, actually, you know what? I don't think that we are. I think that people hide it well. And they want to preserve all of those signs of aging for the 30s so they can blame it on that Mm. instead. We are perfectly on time. We are young in so many ways, in every way, really, because 28 is super young. 30 is super young, 40 is young, 50. And it's all about the way that you see it. And if you choose to see yourself as old, then you'll probably exude that energy and come off that way. But I think that we do a really great job of with our personalities, preserving our youth, our (laughs) bodies are just showing the amount of time that we've spent on earth. Uh, Today I woke up with my hand a little cramped and like my forearm muscle sore Mm -hmm. because yesterday we were grilling, we had family over, but it just makes it feel like the timing of it just makes it feel that it's because of my age. Mm. But no, it's because I was using my hand. Yeah. You, what is it called? What you were using? It's like a, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You weren't, you weren't holding a grill. Yes. You're holding the tongs. And the thing is though, they are firm. Yeah, they have some resistance. Yeah, and so you were grilling for like an hour, and so you're intentionally having to grip it and squeeze so that it's not wide open the whole time because you do need to pinch 
the things that you're grabbing off the grill. And so it's like you're exercising only your forearm and your hand for an hour. And that will make you feel sore. Yeah, when I sat down to eat, I had a soda and scripting it and like lifting it up to drink, I was shaking. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that. You know, yesterday in preparation for family coming over, I was um, I was cleaning the house and I was vacuuming and I had to switch arms that I was using to vacuum because my right arm became sore. <laughs> so, I mean, that's perfectly normal. It's It's about the balance. I think that could be used as a case to not ever clean. <laughs> I think that'll be my excuse. Like, hey, Robert, can you clean that? I'll be, I'm going to say, no, it's going to make me sore. In fact, you have used a similar excuse before when I've asked you to, 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 to vacuum or to mop. You're like, no, my back hurts right now. I can't do it. Like, you've <laughs> actually used those, those excuses. I know and I'm it's sure worked. that I've used it regarding my shoulder. My shoulder hurts. Yes, that's what it is. Because I can't sleep on my right side, even though that feels more comfortable mm -hmm. because my shoulder ends up hurting for a couple of days. And yeah, when I use that excuse, I was my, my shoulder really hurts. I'm going to not vacuum. It worked for you. Well, you know, honestly, I'm sure so many people can relate to the things we're saying about all the aches and pains. Like recently, I've been feeling like my body is not doing what I want it to do. It's like <laughs> deteriorating. I, I've prided myself on being healthy and and able and and you know yeah sure I injure myself sometimes but I you know I, I bounce back quickly and I'm fine that has not been the case it has slowed way down I've injured myself many times recently yeah you cut yourself you burn yourself you stub your toes you drop things yeah I don't want to get into all the stories, but I, I did tell a story <laughs> yesterday to your family about how, um, I think it was Friday, I was making a smoothie and you were aware of that. And um, you left to come into our office so you could do some work. And I walk into the office while, without saying a word and I point to my my arm or my shoulder and I'm bleeding. And you <laughs> took off your headphones um, because you were working and you were like, what? You were making a smoothie. Why are you bleeding? <laughs> Especially on your arm. Yeah. And it's it was so high up on my arm too. Like how what, did you shove the your entire arm into the blender? What happened? And it's because I walked outside. I walked like a foot outside of our house. Because when I make smoothies, I use kale and there's stems in in the kale. And I don't put it in the smoothie most of the time. So I toss it outside behind our bush and I walked outside and there was like something sticking out from our house and it scraped me and I was bleeding <laughs> all because I made a smoothie yeah all because you made a smoothie so do you when would you say that I'm an old guy when are you old to mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. I would say that you're you would become old to me around 65 or okay then I would be old it, it takes I think I've mentioned this before it takes a lot for me to think someone is old. I just, I'm not, I'm not weird about age. I'm not like, oh, dreading 30. In fact, I'm excited for it to be 30, flirty and thriving. Okay. Yes. So I'm not an old guy to you yet. No. But am I still a sports guy to you? Yeah. And that's what, 
we're continuing this discussion mm-hmm. on this week's episode. You chose this theme because it's your birthday. Apparently, attending sporting events in person boosts your mental health. As much as getting a job. So specific. But before we get into it, Sam, why don't you tell everyone what a recent study suggests is about? Well, as the name would suggest, we talk about recent studies. We think up topics that we are particularly interested in, and likely there is a study that exists about it. And if it does, we turn it into a conversation starter, and we turn each other and hopefully our listeners to people who are a little bit smarter. So I said this last week that I was genuinely offended that you called me a sports guy. Makes no sense to me. Just because I talked to you a little bit. Oh, whatever. It's been a week since. Am I still a sports guy? Am I still talking to you about sports? Yes. No, I'm not. You're wearing an Astros t-shirt right now. But so what? Yesterday you were wearing your gold Astros World Series hat. But I'm not talking to you about anything sports related. In fact, the only gifts that you were given yesterday from your family were both sports related. Because people see Robert and they think, Astros, podcast, funny. (laughs) Yeah, they just see Astros. That's the thing. That's what I kept trying to get across last week is that I'm not a sports guy. The only team I follow or like is the Astros. And yet, for the past week or two, you've been into basketball? This past week, I haven't mentioned anything. You are such a basketball guy. No. And, and, And what was it? The the baseball thing that was kind of like the Olympics. You were watching that. Yeah, sp- but I'm saying this past week, it, it's just not there anymore. You're definitely a sports guy. It's not there anymore. No, but what do you think about when you hear this headline that attending sporting events in person can boost your mental health as much as getting a job? To me, that sounds like the excitement and 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 possibility for change do you think that this study was done by a bunch of like middle-aged men who were trying to prove that were trying to get away from home life i can't do chores i gotta i need i need a mental health day i'm gonna go watch the game in person possibly i you know and that's how these studies begin there's a it begins with a question (laughs) like hey i have this thought can I prove it or will my studies disprove it? And I think that's the case with this. Because maybe they felt that after attending a sporting event, they were mentally in a better place. I can see a world where after this episode, a bunch of people just go to their SOs and be and say, hey, I we need to go see more games in person. You know, it's good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. There are a I lot need a of mental health break. There are so many things that you could use that for. Like just cha- swap out sporting events for something that you enjoy. We should have yeah. a shopping day. <laughs> you know, little things like that. Like whatever your niche is or you're excited about, just copy and paste. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and it works. But I mean, this was an actual study. Over 7,000 adults were in this study. And they are able to prove what the headline says. Yeah, those that attended games in person scored better than those who didn't in terms of life satisfaction. They felt like their life was more satisfying 
because they attended games in person. That is amazing to me because I've, I've gone to baseball games with you before and wondered like, what are we all doing here? <laughs> I was going to ask you that. How do you feel about when we go to games? It's so odd. Sometimes I have this moment of just like realization that all of these people spent so much money to be here. And, and, and they even bought like merch to, to show that they love this team. And it's all because there's guys throwing balls at each other <laughs> in the grass. And not to say that it isn't exciting because I will jump up and scream and woo and, 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 and wear the colors of the team. And I contribute too. But I'm just like, why? And why am I so excited for these people? <laughs> And somehow excited for me and I feel like I've achieved something and it's because of that sense of community. Mm -hmm. You found your people. Yeah, that's actually one of the things that is said in this study. It increases your sense of belonging when you're watching games together and you're all, you know, you, you identify as a group, you're cheering the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's a term called group identity and there's comfort. In finding people who get it. Like, okay, we're both excited about this thing. I might not know anything about you, like what your favorite dish is at a certain restaurant or what books you like to read or if you even like to read books, but we can agree on this and that there's a lot of power in that. When reading the headline, I kind of thought the opposite I wasn't so sure, like, oh, it boosts mental health. The way I kind of see it is that games are stressful because mm -hmm. your teams may not win or maybe there's a close play or something like that. And besides that, maybe you have money on the game. Maybe you're into betting and mm -hmm. you're stressed out, oh, I'm going to lose all of this money if this doesn't happen. So I thought, how, how does that boost your mental health when games can be so stressful? Because I think... I hear from you, oh, this game is so stressful. More often than I hear, oh, this game is really fun. Yeah. Nobody says that, though. Nobody ever says that it's fun. I think it's because it's unpredictable. It, it's not like, you know, reading a book, you kind of know that there's certain points like, oh, here's the plot and this is where it kind of dips. And you expect that a little bit. But with games, you really don't know what's going to happen. And so you feel it with them, the anticipation of it. Obviously, you're hoping that your team will win. But and, and that's you know part of the stress. But but a lot of, you know, if 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 it, even a TV show or a movie had no conflict and it just stayed one note, <laughs> I can think of a movie that we watched like this recently <laughs> that was awful because it was very one note, then you know, it's not exciting and, and you need that conflict. You need something to, to like throw it off the rail a little bit to boost your engagement and help you to cheer for certain characters or just enjoy it. So you liken it to watching TV shows or movies yes, a little bit. Because I can't relate to feeling like I have a boost in my mental health from going to a sporting event because – I'm not super into sports. I'm really not. And, but what I am into now with you is watching shows and movies. And that's because 
I, I mentioned it in the beginning of the year that I want to be a better partner to you <laughs> and be more intentional with also being aware of your love language, which is like quality time. Specifically with watching shows, you like that, that back and forth afterwards and the experience of sitting next to each other and, and doing that together and then talking about it afterwards. So yeah, when we watch TV shows and movies, currently we're watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You've already watched it. You're totally up to date. Mm -hmm. I have not. So you're rewatching it with me. And every episode stresses me out. I enter it like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. And the possibilities, like I can feel my heart racing already. <laughs> and that's not to say that I dread watching it because I enjoy it very much. I look forward to it every day because we <laughs> have been watching it every day, every night. And um, it's exciting, but in an unpredictable way. When I watched the show a few years ago, I thought, oh, this is a uh, a show that Sam would like because it is so chaotic. <laughs> There's always people just talking over each other and no one's listening, but still everyone's talking and there'd be camera movements to showcase all the the action, yeah. quote unquote, that's happening. And I thought, this is just like Sam's life. <laughs> this is like her family. Yeah. Yeah. Where there could be multiple conversations going. They enjoy talking. It just seems. Fitting to me. Yeah. My personality. I do sometimes feel like I am Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> I love her outfits. I'm always telling you like, oh my gosh, her, those complimentary colors, the high waist, like I love it. So good. The silhouette, <laughs> even just in that way. And she loves to talk and I love to talk. That's one of the reasons why we do this podcast thing is I enjoy talking quite a bit but yeah the chaos of their families they are very loud they all want to be heard very opinionated and you love them but also you're annoyed with them at the same <laughs> time and they create conflict where maybe there shouldn't be and yeah it is a stressful show but I love it and I also thought Sam likes old. The show is set in the 50s. She'll like it. What gives you the impression that I like old? Everything you've ever done. What? Yeah. Give me examples right Everything now. Everything you've ever done. Everything ever? Yeah, pretty much. List three things specifically. Just three. Your clothes. You like old clothes. I, I do secondhand. I don't mean secondhand. I mean old. Sometimes it just so happens to be old. So happens to be. That's what you're more attracted to. And, 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 you know, I guess that makes sense because I am always mentioning that I love Midge's outfits in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's set in the 50s. I love the high waist, high waisted stuff. It's super easy to find that vintage, secondhand. And the colors were very vibrant. I love vibrant colors. They were very <laughs> bold with their color choices in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Kind of toned down a little bit in the 90s and the 2000s. But yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay. So the clothes that I wear. Your food. You What does that mean? <laughs> you practically let your bananas get you you let the bananas get old, practically turn black before Perfect. you eat them. They're so sweet. So old. Okay. So there's One your more. clothes, your food. And if bananas you bananas specifically. And if you could, you have an old car. Mm. I don't know. I 
Okay, that's a good one because the old cars are very cute. <laughs> but I have been you introduced me to the Rivian. And I think I want that. That's an electric car mm-hmm. or is it hybrid? Electric. Electric car. Not the Tesla. No Elon Musk involved. The Rivian. And that's a new car. But honestly, if they made the Rivian look like an old car from the 50s, I'd be all about that thing. <laughs> I think there was a project. It was like a one-off. It wasn't for mass production, I believe, where they did retrofit an old car with batteries and make it electric. Love that. Oh, yeah. I would for sure. I would for sure do that. Like, I want an electric car. So bad. I hate gas. The earth hates gas. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> but <laughs> we strayed quite a bit. We were talking about me watching shows and how that's the only way that I can relate to the feeling that people get from playing or not playing, but watching sporting events. And I think it's a lot of that is the reason why it connects to the same feelings you get from getting a job is because of the sense of accomplishment and excitement. That's what I gather from it. What do you gather? I don't know. I think I have PTSD from the last game that I intended, attended in person. Why? Because the last game that I attended was last year. It was a playoff game for the Astros. And you texted me maybe like an hour into it, maybe even less, maybe like 45 minutes into it. My car broke down while I was driving on the freeway. That's right. And... I had to get off the freeway because it just turned off while on the freeway. Mm -hmm. Did you stay for the whole game? No, I didn't. You totally could have. I felt like I couldn't because here you are, this bad thing just happened to you. What am I supposed to just enjoy the game? Oh, yeah, Sam will take everything will be fine. I'm not even going to think about Sam and her broken down car and she had to get someone to help her push it into a mechanic and cross multiple lanes of traffic. That was very scary. Yeah, exactly. It, and yeah. I'm just supposed to be, oh, I'm watching a baseball game, blah, 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 blah. I think, yeah, mentally you're totally checked out. And, and even if you couldn't come to my aid in that situation, like you wouldn't have been able to enjoy the game. Yeah, so I left. I can't I can't stay here. I, maybe Sam will need me. You did say just stay. I, there's nothing I could do. Mm-hmm. But I thought I, I can't stay. Maybe you'll want me for something eventually. So I left. And so now I feel I'm traumatized. I can't go to another game. Otherwise, some bad thing will happen. What if I'm with you? And you don't have to worry about, oh, is Sam okay? Yeah, but you're not not a sports guy. You're not into sports. I feel like attending a game in person would not boost my mental health. No, I I totally think it would. I think you would you would be so in integrated in the like atmosphere of these people cheering on the same team as you that it would boost your mental health as much as getting a job. I don't know. That doesn't sound like me. To be excited? Being being integrated and with all these people and reacting like how they react. I mean, apparently, according to the study, sporting events can function as mental health therapy. So you just got to... You don't need a therapist. Everyone just go attend games in person. (laughs) Therapy is still very good. We're not saying, Robert's not saying that you shouldn't do therapy. It's like your couple suggests, you know, you're having, you're in a rough patch and your partner's like, 
I think we really should consider going to couples therapy to fix our relationship. And then the other person's like, how about we just go to a game instead? I hear that is really beneficial. Let's just go to a game instead. No, it, no couples therapy. You know, if if you are a couple who both enjoy sporting events, then that may no, be... No, I don't think that should be a real suggestion. No, I mean, it can... It wouldn't be the the cure all, but it can, you know, it can it can help a little bit. Treating I the kind symptoms. I feel like big sporting event got to you. I feel like you're a shell for them. You're trying to get a people shell. to. I'm, I think you're trying to get people to go to games now. Like you're a a, a salesman, and like, hey, you get commission for every game that they go to. <laughs> That would be cool. It's just that, you know, with studies like this, it does make you think of things differently. And like, how cool would you feel telling people this about sporting events? Like, did you know that they boost your mental health as much as getting a job? And then you have all these facts that you can spit out at them. Like, I would have never tied these two together. Not at all. But like I said earlier, over 7,000 people were... In this study, aged 16 between 85. That's a pretty good range. That's that's the that's what I would imagine from sporting events because there's teenagers, there's adults. I mean, I've even seen There's old kids. people apparently because they're over <laughs> 65, whatever you said. By my standards. And they scored high in two major me- measurements, like life satisfaction, like you mentioned earlier, and the sense of life feeling worthwhile. <laughs> that makes me a little sad. Like it makes their life feel like worth living. This is all I have. All I have is my team. I have to see them in person because <laughs> everything else about my life sucks. It sounds intense, but so many people were included in this and a pretty wide range of ages that it does hold quite a bit of merit to say that it boosts their mental health. I have some internal conflict about this. Because I I think I prefer watching games from the comfort of my couch. But if I'm at home, I'm more easily available to you. <laughs> and you'll just talk to me while I'm trying to watch the game. And I kind of the same way with movies. Where I would prefer to watch them at home, but then you'll be talking during the movie. It sounds like I... I've said it before. The factor in when we go to theaters and you talk to me, I just ignore you. <laughs> we're having a conversation. We're in, we're in the movie theater. I'm just enjoying the movie. It, it's funny you say all this because those are the things that I dislike the most about going to games with you in person and going to movies <laughs> is that I can't talk to you as easily because. I'm not the, I don't know. I feel like most people aren't the type to do something and feel excitement in complete silence. (laughs) Like that to me is so odd. I have commentary. I want to woo and I want to cry and I want to scream (laughs) to show my emotions outwardly because not because I'm trying to prove anything to anybody, but because it needs to naturally come out. I think we mentioned this on episode a little while back, but I heard a quote or read some something where someone said, oh, my wife asked me, we're watching a movie, and my wife asked me, oh, why are they doing that? 
And the guy, or I guess, said, paused the movie and said, if you keep watching, that question will be answered because that's what a movie is or a show is. We were watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel earlier today and you had a question like, oh, what is that thing? And then like one second afterwards, yeah, the question was answered. That was really funny. There was a singer on stage and he was so well heard. And I was like, wow, where is he mic'd? And then maybe two seconds later, they panned up and you could see the mic hovering over him. Like, oh, there's the mic. <laughs> because I couldn't see the mic anywhere, like not even attached to him or in front of him. And it was one of those moments where I was reminded of things that you've said to me before. Mm-hmm. Like, just you can think it, but you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to ask it out loud because the answer might be coming to you. Mm-hmm. That was a good example. (laughs) That's happened several times. Or if I just wait a little bit. But still, like, you know, I can gasp and and say, no way, like when we're watching shows and movies. But I I can see how that's annoying if you're in a theater with a bunch of people. Because if everybody did that, it would just be a bunch of noise. I hate subtitles, but I thought about turning them on. No. Because you do have commentary and you'll talk over people talking. And so then I'll miss a line. If you do that, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to be selfish here, but I hate reading. <laughs> and if the words are on the screen, I'm gonna read them. And so then I am forced to do a thing that I don't enjoy while I'm trying to do something that I do enjoy. And it would suck the fun out of it. Well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to rewind 10 seconds every single time you have commentary? Yes. No. <sighs> Because you have asked me, like, oh, what did they say? Right after you had a, something to say. And I, I said, I don't know. I'm not rewinding it. We're just never going to know what they just said. We're going to keep going. If I had subtitles on, maybe I would know what they said. But I also hate subtitles. Now I feel like you're just judging me. I feel like we we skirted over this part because we've we've said it a few times, but not directed towards the actual study, how it boosts mental health as much as getting a job. So, yeah, as much as getting hired for a new job. Yes. You get that serotonin boost. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. It, what the study finds with this is that overall, sports fans say that seeing games live in person makes them makes their lives feel more worthwhile. And these feelings are so strong that they are comparable to the boost of getting hired for a new job. Is comparable a word? Yeah. I thought it was comparable. It's comparable. I don't think so. There's no squiggly line under this word that means it's real. No, it's spelled it's spelled like comparable, but I think it's pronounced comparable. No, it's not comparable because the A is before the R. I don't know. If it was comparable, it would be C-O-M-P-R-A-B-L-E. Mm. No it's one ever comparable. said that we're English majors. It's comparable. I took so many writing and editing classes. And that would make it more embarrassing if it's if you're wrong. I'm, I'm a, I am a grammar and spelling Nazi. It's all good. Comparable. Yes. Do you remember how you felt when you got hired for your current job? No. No. Oh. <laughs> I do not. Um, it's been a long time. You've been working this job for years. No, because I think... What I thought was, oh, I got this job because I know the right people. So it wasn't, uh, 
it was your privilege. Right. It wasn't like I, I was I was reckon I recognize that and it wasn't, oh, they chose me because I'm good. I'm good and <laughs> based on my merits. It was more I think I I think I got this job because of people I knew. Right. Okay. Cause I was gonna say, like, would you compare when you go to like Astros games to when you got your job? No. Okay. Well, maybe. Because the past few games that I've gone to, I think it's because of the people I know. I've gotten tickets to those games. So maybe. Oh, it's it's comparable to you because of your privilege. Right. <laughs> In both <laughs> scenarios. You know, for me, I I I would say that it's pretty accurate because I was really wanting to get a job. I just graduated from college and I think <laughs> I got my job February 6th and I graduated in December. But to me, that gap between December and February felt like an eternity. And I was applying everywhere. And there was this job that was like, it ticked all the boxes. I could do that. Yeah. This, this, this. Yep. No problem. Like I don't have to force anything and feel uncomfortable because I can just go right in and do what I can do with ease. And I'm very good with words. And so I, I emailed this woman who was looking for this job and I sent her my resume and um, all of my work. And she was so excited. I interviewed the next day. We were matching. Our outfits were matching. She said, we're matching. You're hired. It was a joke. <laughs> but then she was like, okay, how soon can you start? Okay, if I need to film something tomorrow, are you available? So the next day, I <laughs> she invited me to her home. I came with a camera and we were recording something in her pantry. And... I was hired <laughs> and now I just film videos for her. And so it was a little stressful. Like, am I going to get it? Will I impress her? Is this going to go the way I want it to? And then when I got it, I was just so excited and it was very affirming to me that, you know, she could see that I am very experienced in this. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing and I can do it for her. And so I can understand that, that like boost of energy, excitement. Um, and that's something that you can't have that feeling of getting hired for a job every day of the week mm -hmm. because you're not constantly getting hired for a new position, but you can watch a, a sporting event or you can, you can go to one or you can watch a TV show or a movie, whatever it is for you and get that same feeling. And it's good for your mental health. They, they, focused on sporting events in this case, but I liken it to, to TV and movies, things like that too. So I think what you're saying is that we should go to more games this year. <laughs> can, if you can afford it or <laughs> I did want to go to the first game of the year or if your privilege can get us tickets, <laughs> which is, I think this Thursday, mm. but the tickets were so expensive. Oh Yeah. Yeah, you did look at them. And, you know, the first and the second game is cheaper, but still pretty up there. Mm -hmm. I think the very top was $200 each. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, really, you'd get so much of a better view just watching it at home. At that rate, it's for the experience. It's because of the environment and, and you know, making the drive over there and dressing up in, in the colors and eating the the chili cheese fries or whatever it is. Um, it's about that more so than being able to see it really well. Cause you won't. I think 
what what would be great considering today is my birthday when this episode releases. It would be great if you surprised me with tickets. Me? Yeah, because I need mental health <laughs> boosts, dude. Robert, I have not given you your birthday gifts yet because I'm waiting for the day. You just keep adding to the list, my, and my so guy. And so now when I do get my gifts, because today is Sunday, tomorrow will be Monday. And You'll be disappointed when it's not this I'll thing. I'll be disappointed when – you. I'm gonna tell apparently, you right, I'm the sports guy to you. I'm so going to tell you right thought, now. Oh, I can get I'm going to tell you right now. There are no tickets waiting for you tomorrow. I think you not might be lying. Not for me, at least. I think you might be lying. I don't know. You like to surprise me? I'm so sincere. I, like, no. genuine. Look at me. Mm-mm. Look. You won't even look at me when we record. I think this you is are still lying to me. 28. I think that and maybe you're you still will not give me looking tickets. at me when we record. I think that you are just, you know, trying to be a little sneaky right now. And surprise me, so I'll Can be you really believe surprised. that we've known each other since we were 12? And I'll be really disappointed You've if it's not. You've known me. I've known you more years than we haven't known each other. That's insane. 16 years of knowing each other. You know what would be insane? How sad I'll be if I don't have tickets. If you have your own studies, you can email them to us at a recent study suggest at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at a recent study pod. And follow our personal Instagram accounts. I am at Sam's Pants and Plants, and you are Robert Barbosa03. Soon be soon to have opening day tickets, possibly. And share us with a friend. That's the easiest way to get us out there and get the conversation forever. started. Until next time.